You're listening to the Employment Rights Online podcast, where we discuss everything employment rights and the job. Hi there. We hope you are having a positive Employment Rights Week. The Employment Rights Online podcast is a podcast for employees and all types of workers. And if that's you, the information in our podcasts is written with your employment rights in mind. As usual, we welcome your comments and questions and we would love it if you would like, share and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a thing. Finally, you can find all our support and help information at the bottom of the show notes where you're listening to this podcast episode. Just hit any of the links and you'll be taken straight to our help pages. This week, we bring you the new government changes to your fit note, or what is better known as your sick note. So the position used to be that when you were unwell, you pop along to your GP who examines you or discusses your illness with you, and then your GP makes an assessment and then issues you with a fit note that says you are either unfit for work or that you'll be fit for work at a particular date in the future, which is usually days or weeks after you've seen your GP. The date in your fit note for you to return to work being there so that you can return to work on that particular date without having to see your GP again. The key point, however, is that the fit note is written by your GP. Well, All of that is about to change because from the 1st of July 2022, the authority to sign your fit note has now been extended to a wider range of healthcare professionals in a move designed to relieve pressures on your GP and everyone else's GP because it's generally felt that GPs are overwhelmed with work and bureaucracy. Before the 1st of July, the only person who had authority to decide if you were unfit and fit for work and then to sign your fit note was your GP. But since the 1st of July, nurses, occupational therapists, physiotherapists and certain pharmacies will be able to assess your fitness for work, certify you as unfit for work and issue you with a fit note. The only stipulation is that the person assessing you and issuing you with a fit note must be registered to practice with their relevant governing body. The other reason why the government has introduced this change to fit notes is to support you to see the most relevant healthcare professional who may better understand your ill health as a way of supporting you to have better conversations about your health and more relevant assessments of your ill health and the treatment path you may need to get you back to work as soon as possible. So the thinking here 
is that if you are seeing an occupational health specialist, for example, this professional rather than your GP would be better able to understand your journey of ill health and would better understand the support you will need to get you back to work because your occupational health specialist will have been with you from the start or just after the start of your ill health. Government thinking here is that the longer you are off work, the less likely you are to return to work. So seeing an expert health professional at the start of your ill health absence could be crucial towards ensuring that your rehabilitation back to wellness is effective and focused on getting you back to work in a timely manner. So the new fit note as it stands now has two sections which your GP or health professional can choose for you. And these two sections have been tested since April 2022. So we're now past the test and from July, these two sections are going live in your fit note. The first section that you will see on the fit note is that you are not fit for work. And if this section is ticked, everything happens pretty much as it did before. You're not fit for work, you're signed off sick and you don't go back to work until you have a date to return to work. The second section, which is the new section, however, now states that you may be fit for work when taking account of advice that your GP or health professional may give. And then your GP or health professional is able to choose from four types of alterations to your work arrangements and to give advice in each of these sections. The first section is a phased return to work. Here, your GP or health professional is likely to propose a phased return to work if, for example, you're suffering from an illness that has left you fatigued, or if you've been away from work for a long period of time and your GP or health professional is not confident about returning you to full-time work too soon. A phased return may also be used if you have an injury, for example, where the professional opinion is that you need to build up your strength gradually. You might also see a phased return to work being proposed along with other changes such as amended duties and we'll talk about that a little bit later. The second alteration is altered hours. Here your GP or health professional can recommend that the pattern of your working hours is changed and this might be recommended if your GP or health professional feels that for example, you might need to avoid certain shift patterns of work or you need a staggered start in the morning to allow you more time to get ready and get into work or you may not be able to travel in rush hour public transport because of certain health vulnerabilities. So altering your hours is intended to give you the time you need to return to work and perform your duties. The third section that your GP or health professional could choose is amended duties. Here, 
your GP or health professional will likely recommend amended duties where they believe, for example, that you cannot perform your former work, but you may be able to do your job if some of your duties are avoided or changed. This could include things like not doing any lifting if you're recovering from a back injury or avoiding any work with the public if you are someone who's recovering from workplace stress. Now, importantly, where your employer makes alterations to your work duties, your employer should complete a risk assessment or a revised risk assessment to make sure that any adaptations or changes to your work duties do not introduce new risks to your health or safety. Remember, when your GP or health professional says that your duties should be amended, they're not able to see how these changes will work in practice, which is why a risk assessment is important because it makes sure that you are not going to be placed at any further disadvantage because of the changes to your work duties. And finally, the fourth alteration that a GP or health professional can make is workplace adaptations. And here, your GP or health professional may be recommending workplace adaptations if they believe that some physical adaptations are needed to help you return to work. An example of this could be purchasing special equipment like a desk that moves up and down to vary the height so that you're able to stand up and do your work or providing you with a special chair if you have a back injury, or moving your workplace location to the ground floor of a building if you're affected by using lifts. It's important to note here that these types of workplace adaptations are not the same as reasonable adjustments which your employer must make by law if you are a disabled worker. So those are the four areas and under those four areas, there's a space below where your GP or health professional can provide more information about your illness or your condition and how it might affect the way you are able to do your job. The final thing to say is that your employer does not have to accept the advice on your fit note. But if your employer does not accept the advice, then we are very clear here. You should be treated as being unfit for work. Your employer, for example, might try to say that an amended return to work means that you're no longer sick and that you're ready to return to work. However, this is not the case and government advice on this matter is very clear. If you have a sick note with amended requirements to return you to work, your employer should implement the requirements. And if your employer does not wish to implement the requirements, then your employer should continue to treat you as being unfit for work until the amendments are no longer required. 
And if there are any attempts to ignore the amendments, then we are moving into breaches of your employment rights. And that's it for this week. Our takeaways for this week are that you now do not have to see your GP to get a fit note. Instead, your practice nurse or a number of other health professionals whom you may be seeing because of your ill health are now qualified to provide you with a fit note to sign you off work as being unwell or to return you to work with amendments which are designed to facilitate your early return back to work. Finally, Remember to visit the show notes for more information about how we can support you. Until next week, have a great Employment Rights Week. Bye for now.